Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. My name is Ralph, uh, Ralph McLeod, the owner and artistic director of the SoCap Improv Comedy Theater at 154 Danforth Avenue in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, we have improv classes, shows, events. You can rent our space, put on your own show. We do corporate events, private events, got a birthday party coming up. Want to get a group of people together and do an improv class? Oh, boy. It's super duper fun. I think I've done like six of them in the last year. They're really, really great. Uh, and they're not that expensive. They might surprise you. Get 10 or 15 of your friends together. Get a teacher and improvise for two hours. You know, it's like two, three hundred bucks. That's not that bad. I mean, think how much you're going to rent for a party room. You'll have a much worse experience. Probably. I don't know. Maybe not. But I think you would. Uh, I just want to pause before I get started to thank this week's sponsor. Uh, this week's sponsor is Dale's Alligator Petting Farm. Looking for a wild adventure? Come visit Dale's Alligator Petting Farm, where you can get up close and personal with some of nature's most fascinating creatures. We've been delighting visitors for years. Come pet our gators today. Dale's Alligator Petting Farm, formerly Dale and Sons Alligator Petting Farm, just off Route 68. <laughs> uh. I wonder what happened to Dale's son. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, uh, yeah, so this podcast is uh, is geared towards improvisation, improvisation for the stage, but I am more interested now, uh, or at least as interested, in using all of these techniques offstage. And when I say offstage, I mean in the real world. Uh, when you're interacting with people, you know, at some dinner party somewhere, and you're like, uh Oh, boy, I wish I knew any way how to make this more fun and less likely that I want to gouge out my eyeballs with this salad fork. Um, and that's what improv can certainly do for many of us. Uh, and I've seen it happen and um, uh, kind of a segue, but I was just uh, thinking, you know, I've been asked this question, you know, my students, what do my students get and uh, or whatever? What do my what do my students get out of me? Uh, how what was the question? What do your students learn? I think was the question that I got. And uh, to me, the hallmark of the people who've been with me for a long time that I notice about them on stage is they know they, they're panic. They don't panic. They never panic. They don't rush. They slow down. They take their time uh, and they play the moments. And uh, I that gives me so much joy. That that's what my students, in general, not all of them, and um, you know, because everybody's different. But you know, if I if I was to pick a hallmark of my what my students get out of teaching, you know, studying with me, that's what they get. They slow down. They're playful. They play the moments. They don't worry about where the scene is going or how to be funny. Maybe that last one. I don't know about that last one. But they don't hurry. They don't panic. They don't freak out. They don't you know, go to low hanging fruit to get a laugh. Uh, they play, they play and they take their time. So today uh, I want to talk about something that comes up quite a lot and it, 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 and it is more common among newer improvisers, but by no means is this limited to them. And it's something that we all fall into the trap of and, I, and I'm sure I still do it occasionally. Um, 
probably one of the one of the things that I, would happen to me, and I would think, oh, that that, that was can't believe that happened to me. And what I'm talking about here is uh, this tendency among improvisers to stop the action uh, and or to not to talk about the something rather than doing it. So, the, but the big one for me, the, the more critical one is the stopping of the action. Uh, and, you know, it's a typical example or a cliche example of character A says, let's go to the beach. And character B says, nah, I don't want to go Okay, so that's stopping, well, it's, you know, it's so much, <laughs> I was going to say, so much wrong with that. And, I mean, it really depends on what comes after that, whether that determines that was wrong or not. But on the surface of it, you've got a perfectly good idea, let's go to the beach, and and the counter, which is no, and uh, the real bad part there for me, or destructive part, is there's no other... Nothing else is offered as an alternative. And so the character that suggested going to the beach, or the actor, uh, improviser, now has to come up with a new thing if the person who says, no, I don't want to go to the beach, doesn't offer anything else. So kind of guideline number one here, if you're not enthusiastic about what someone has offered you, number one, ask yourself, why not? Uh, and B, you'd better come up with a much better idea and then you should also kind of apologize to that person um, or, um, yeah, I would say apologize like, or have a discussion at least about why going to the beach is not a good enough idea. Anyway, so that, that's this sort of cliche one or a cliche example uh, where we will, we will stop, where characters will stop action or actors will stop action on behalf of their characters. And you know, the reason that happens, in my view, is it really it comes down to generally fear. Uh, that one's not going to instill a lot of fear. Let's go to the beach. It, it's a little bit of like, well, how do I mind getting to the beach? I've got to. Where am I now? I've got to get into a car. Are we just going to say, oh, well, later at the beach? And some people who don't know that they can do that and just say, you know, let's go to the beach later at the beach, and then they're there. And they've already accepted it. That's one way you can certainly do it. Uh, I'm more of a fan of let's travel. We can, you know, we can travel to the beach. We can walk to the beach. Uh, and there are ways to do that on stage that it looks like you've traveled a fair distance, but in turn, reality, you've just done one walk across the stage and a turn. Like, oh, here we are at the beach. It's been lovely, and the audience will suspend their disbelief. Anyway, getting way off topic. Uh, so that's a tendency is the stopping of action typically over fear so going to the beach is not a big one although there's that the things i pointed out but there might be uh other like let's get on a roller coaster that's or jump out of an airplane the skydive those are two big ones and and i'd say the vast majority well over 90 percent of the scenes i've seen of people who jump out of airplanes or uh are going to get on a roller coaster they will come up with a million reasons not to do the thing. Uh, again, probably because of fear, because of I don't know how to mime this thing. That seems daunting and probably not that interesting. Uh, and so that's uh, that's another one where, where fear is more prevalent and obvious. Uh, and so those scenes tend to be two people talking about other things. 
and why do we do this and I don't want to do this anymore and I was drunk when I said yes and blah 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 and nothing happens and nobody cares and it seems really boring and it usually will end with them deciding to jump out of the plane or get on the roller coaster and by then everybody's asleep and the scene's over. So what do you do if you get a suggestion of jumping out of an airplane? Uh, well, you could pick up from where you've landed. Wow, that was fun. That was this, I don't want to do that again, but that was great. Uh, <laughs> or uh, what I like to do is uh, immediately jump out of the plane. Uh, it's been a long time since I got that as a suggestion. But if I did, and I would do the same thing. I would just immediately jump out of the plane. Uh, because now you're in the unknown. And now, even though that's harder, the audience is most likely going to be with you because they don't know what's going to happen. Is your parachute going to work? Uh, are you going to reach the ground? Okay, what's going to happen? Um, and so those are some of the the obvious examples that happen. Another one is like two characters are in a romantic situation and it's escalating towards a sexual encounter. Um, that one also would, would require some nuance to get around. Uh, the big one there that I often see is, uh, well, we don't have to go right from, uh, hey, this is my apartment to we're, you know, deep in uh, each other, shall we say. You can, what well, would you like a drink? Uh, let me dim the lights. Let's put on some music. So, uh, uh, have you ever done anything like this before? There's lots of the romancing up into the actual consummation of the evening, if you want to put it that way. Uh, and as long as you're progressing, we'll watch that, not forever, but for quite a while, as long as action continues which goes to my point or goes to my i guess the reason i talk about don't stop action is once you stop action nothing is happening your audience will go to sleep narrative is two things uh, or the progression of story is it's 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 discovery the audience or the characters discover something they did not know before oh my spouse is cheating Oh, so-and-so was attracted to me. Oh, I got fired. These are action. Or, sorry, the, the last one's not really a discovery. Oh, I've been fired is a discovery. Uh, the other one is an action. Something happens. I've been fired. I have discovered my spouse uh, in the midst of an, a romantic affiliation with some stranger. Uh so these are also action and you need one of those two to drive the story forward and so when you shut down action you stop the most obvious way to move the scene forward so just a little bit about action because let's go to the beach is not really action in this terms of story character sense but it is enough of a of a forward momentum to keep the audience okay i'm with you uh, but eventually you're going to have to get to the action of the scene. And, and, and in this way, so just to point out the difference, there's a difference between getting a cup of coffee and asking someone else to join you for a cup of coffee because you want to talk to them or because you like them. So there's, there's different qualities there. And, uh, and, and But for this discussion, don't stop either one of them. Even if it's something you dislike, you know, uh well it's time it's time to your hand is governed got gangrene we're gonna cut off your arm uh of course you know the most actors and characters and and, and improvisers well the characters and improvisers are different most actors and improvisers would pull their hand away no you're not cutting my hand off 
And of course, that's what the character wants. The character doesn't want their hand cut off. But as the actor, you've got to let your character do it. So if uh, if you've got in a scene and you've got gangrene and, and the uh, character playing the doctor or whomever with the machete wants to take off your arm, oh man, I didn't think I'd lose my arm this way, but here it goes. No, but it's not real. So you can get your arm cut off in a scene. Uh, you just have to provide an explanation as to why your character would say, yes, in this one we get it because your hand is gangrenous and if you do not remove it, you will subsequently die from that. You can also be, you can also have other reasons. You can have reasons that are not even that, um, well, they have to be somewhat relatable, but they may be things that I wouldn't do. So a character, you know, it might be, well, I'm going to cut off your arm uh, with my machete. You know what? I've never had that level of pain. I wonder what that's like. That is something that, um, though that's not quite relatable, at least not to me, like I've, I've never had that level of pain and I'm not really keen to try it, but I understand on some level why somebody would, because you've explained it to me, you've justified it. You've made it somewhat relatable. Oh, okay. He wants an experience or they want an experience unlike something they've ever had. Okay. You know, the thing is when it gets too unrelatable, people will tune up, but the base thing here, the base point is do not stop action. Try to keep action going unless it is something you do not want to do. If you're doing a scene with some dude and you don't know them and they're doing a sexual thing, stop it. Absolutely. Stop it. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Maybe they want to be in a car and they see, oh, there's there's a pack of dogs running across the street. Let's run them down. No, no, we're not doing that. Don't do anything you don't want to do. But within the realm of, of make-believe that you are comfortable with, try to keep action going, even if it is something you do not like. Oh, hey, uh, I'm going to cut your hair. Oh, uh, yeah, it's that time. It is getting kind of long. Allow the action to happen. Because remember, it's not real. And the action, no matter what it is, that, that kind of action, the action that is not tied to character or emotion, like getting your hair cut, which can, it can be, but in, in, in this case, it's just like, it's just a plot point. Um, or a beat of, you know, of... Um, Gotta find a way to differentiate action and and doing stuff. This is a doing thing, and it's uh it doesn't matter unless it affects you in an emotional way, and then it will matter. But getting your haircut, grabbing a cup of coffee, uh, getting into your car, taking your keys out these are just these are just these are just uh, little bits of business. Business that's probably what it is, and they don't matter. Uh, discovering your keys are missing and then going, oh no, now I've got to go back to my ex's house and get my spare set of keys. That's action because you can tell, ooh, it fills us with a sense of emotion and purpose. Anyway, that's my thing for today. When in, try to do everything you can to keep the action going. Uh, you can subvert it and move it at whatever you want, but you want to keep doing things uh, and, uh, I'll get into this another time because I'm running out of time, but I just, but since I'm on the topic of action, the minute you hear yourself or another person saying, you know what we should do, you immediately do it. We should go for coffee. Hey, let's sit down here and have a cup of coffee. We should quit our jobs. Hey, hey boss, go to heck. Yeah, I'm saying heck because I don't want to get a bad rating here, but anyway, you know what I mean? As soon as you say you sh we should, or why don't we, 
immediately do that thing. That's what you should do. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, this has been another episode of the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. My name's Ralph. We'll see you here next time for more improv comedy-related content. Take care.